it's like opportunism um, is one one way to experience art um, if you stumble upon it. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's that's its own special experience, you know. But then, yeah, it also creates um, and really boosts the the need and want for family. This is a Life in Motion audio experience, a podcast about travel, action sports, culture, and more. What's up and welcome to episode 45 of Life in Motion. Today I have uh, one of Springfield's awesome artists uh, with me here, Meg Wagler, who's also a muralist. Um, Illumin has actually been lucky enough to work on a couple different projects uh, with her, um, and a lot of them are very uh, community-driven. Um, and I know she also has a, a pretty awesome story of how she got here uh, today. But anyways, Meg, thank you for being on the show today. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thank you again for for having me. Of course, of course. So to kind of kick things off, um, let's talk a little bit about your background, kind of, you know, all the boring stuff, where you grew up, you know, uh, what you did as a kid, and kind of how, how'd you get to where you are today? Yeah, so it, it, I, it probably is boring, but, um, you know. I was just kidding, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> um, I'm originally from suburbs outside of St. Louis, uh, you know, I always say St. Louis because people that aren't from there don't know any of the towns and people that are from there are like, oh, what high school did you go to? You know, it's a very um, niche communities, but um, I'm from there. I grew up with uh, six siblings in total, um, four or three siblings and then two step siblings. And um, so a relatively big family. We grew up really like pretty poor so we were always had to be really creative with our with our time and we are very much so like the the you know neighborhood ruffians like running around (laughs) playing street hockey and um out until the you know the street lights came on and and all that jazz so we um were always I feel like my creativity started really early because we had to be really creative with how we spent our time and I was a middle child and I don't know I feel like this will resonate with all middle children. It's like, it's like you have to identify with, you know, you always have like the older sibling is like the athlete and the younger sibling is the, you know, the scientist or whatever. And then you're in the middle somewhere. Fighting and, for something. Yeah, you're, you're, you're like always kind of um, in search for some kind of identity, I think. And so I think for a lot of artists, it's that way. And um, that was, that was true for me growing up is always like, Oh, what, you know, what, what do I have? What am I good at? And so I, um, I just, I remember, um, it was like cartoons for me. So every Saturday morning cartoons, I would start, um, like I was really interested in Scooby-Doo for some reason and like how the characters would move and I like how animation worked. I and still so. don't understand how they <laughs> put that all together, like a big flip book or yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, well, I, that's what I would do as, as, a, as a kid is I would make these flip books or like try to figure out how to do it. And um, that I think that's where it started. It'd be like, I think I was like six or seven and we got our first computer uh, for the family. It's like one of those huge box like windows 90 something or or whatever and um i would print out all these pictures of scooby-doo and my mom would get super pissed at me because it would take up all the ink you know she's like what are you doing but i would do it so i could trace over it and um try to figure out how to like get characters um in different positions and things like that and um i think that that you know anyways that's it started early for me to 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 draw and um, sort of form a bit of an identity around art and then it just kind of picked up from there and um, you know I ended up going to, to college for art for for a degree in art I didn't always think that that's where I, I, I was like oh I'll be a lawyer or a, um, I wanted to be a journalist for a while I was always into writing and then I really wanted to be in theater and so I was on you know a theater club and I, I, I just meandered a ton with what I was interested in, and um, I thought, well, I can at least get an art degree and figure it out from there. Yeah. And so. That's awesome. What yeah. kind of art degree did you get? It's a BFA in, in graphic design, and then um, I had an emphasis on uh, illustration and, and art history, <laughs> uh, so things that all kind of go together but um you know 
I feel like I, I have too many interests in college, so I really had to to rein it in. So it sounds like um, it sounds like Scooby Doo is really to uh, uh, the best person to contribute your passion for. Is that, is that true? Is that fair to say? Yes. Blessings be to Scooby Doo. Yeah. That's awesome. Is there so? Is there anything or like any other like experience? Like it sounds like you were pretty, um, like you said, kind of had a creative background, having to get creative as a child, and then kind of um, sounds like you kind of wanted to choose a couple of different career paths, or kind of all in that creative realm. Not sure about the lawyer part, <laughs> but everything else made sense to me. Um, but was there anything that? like a it's like a certain experience or maybe like a place that you've been or something that kind of tied that whole art passion together um I think it's so I think it's the opposite of that I think it's the lacking of that because okay. I grew up like so poor right and I would have all of these um I would have friends that were not that way and I could see them going on family vacations and um, even just like going camping and, and my parents got divorced when I was pretty young. And so, um, that was like a pretty turbulent experience for our family. And, um, I just remember being so bummed out constantly of like, I wish, you know, I really, I didn't get to see the ocean until I was 19, I think was, uh, the first time I saw an ocean and that's depressing. You know, like once Which ocean was it? Um, well, it was the Gulf of was Mexico. It, <laughs> it wasn't even the ocean. And then I was even older whenever I got to um, the Atlantic Ocean was the first. And, and it, you know, so I kind of, I remember when I was in sixth grade and I was in this geography class and um, was learning about all of the places. And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. I'm going to travel, you know, I'm going to make that, um, a goal and it's expensive and it's hard yeah. and especially when you have kids it's like damn i don't want to pay for a yeah. couple hundred extra dollars for tickets when they're probably not even going to remember this you know whenever they're that young and so i was like well when they get a little bit older and um but i think that 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 desire or sort of that promise i made to myself to to travel um rolled into learning about other cultures before I got there. So, okay, yeah. um, I really started diving into, um, different foods and different music and different film and, um, just different cultural, different, you know, uh, ways that we have different mannerisms and nuances and things like that, especially as an illustrator, you, you know, study different hand positions and you know and facial expressions and things like that and um I then I started to get really interested in photography because of course as you're doing all this research you um come across a, a lot of photography and, and portraiture and um and so it just expanded and sort of snowballed into this broader interest of art um and I just it it is so true to the human experience and so authentic and um just how people leverage art for different forms of expression that it just felt um it just felt true to me to continue that and to to build on it and find where I fit in that niche and I wasn't I'm you know I don't think anybody anybody's ever quite sure if they're yeah. if they've hit their niche you know um but I think it's always been been there for me, you know, and yeah. I think yeah, just like trying to trying to figure out how to combine <laughs> um, sort of my goals and then my reality and and make that the experience that I that I put into my art, I guess. That's that's really interesting, and and, and it sounds like kind of to your part of learning about different cultures and stuff. It sounds like that probably influences a lot of your work depending on what it is um, or what the project is. But it's kind of interesting that that kind of whole knowledge kind of sounds like from that kind of influences your art more than uh, individual artists or individual experience or something like that in, in a way. Am I... Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. So it's, it's cause you're kind of creating your own reality through I don't, I don't know if that's like too heady or not but, <laughs> yeah, it depends, but, yeah. but, but you know you're talking about the different experiences that you didn't have so you kind of jumped into learning about these other cultures and these things and it sounds like that kind of you were able to wrap art around with that 
yeah. vice versa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the same. Like, I equate it to being a kid and not having, you know, a Nintendo or whatever. And so having to create an environment that you want to have fun in. And I think that's very true for the way that I approach projects and art is um, especially... Um, when it's a side, when it was a, high, a side hustle, and you're kind of just using materials that you have to to come up with something, and um, you know, it's 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 truly is about living and thinking creatively uh, beyond whatever the outcome is, just yeah. like the the journey and the process and how you're putting things together. And I don't, you know, I I, I am inspired by a, a lot of artists. Um, but I wouldn't say that there's, you know, I, I don't know that I have a style, you know, yeah. like it's kind of like I just, someone asked me that recently whenever they were commissioning me for something like, well, what, you know, what, what is your style? Like, I, I don't know how to, to pinpoint it. And I don't know that I do either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's kind of just, um, it varies so much. And I think some of that is because I have about a decade long career in graphic design where I was working with different brands, a variety of brands, you know, so like accounting or, um, or like wine and food industry or whatever. And so all of those have a very different market and niche and vibe. And, um, I think that, that spoke to kind of that chameleon nature that I, yeah. you know, and, and so I just, make whatever I'm in the mood to make, you know, and sometimes it comes out in similar forms. And <laughs> but. So no, it's, I mean, that sounds fun. I kind of let it kind of free flow. And I mean, that's kind of what art is anyways. Right. Yeah. Um, so, and you kind of mentioned, so I, I think you and I actually met like, it was like what, five or six years ago when I first moved here. So I, yeah. it was about that long ago. Um, it was actually at a Springfield creatives event, but and I remember when you kind of alluded to it that you were working um, with some larger companies. And um, I think at that time you were the art director at the accounting firm. Um, BKD, yeah. BKD. So what what was it like, like going from uh, drawing Scooby-Doo as a kid <laughs> uh, to kind of finding your way in art and then going to school for art and practicing um, all these different things and then kind of turning into a more of a I guess corporate setting if you will like what what kind of what, what was that transition like I guess um it was not natural <laughs> <laughs> it was so uh the context is that you know as you mentioned I got I got my degree um in art and the same year that I was graduating uh I met my my husband we went to um this we met in college okay, so he's yeah. also um an illustrator and, and has a BFA in graphic design so we met in those classes um so your kids have a lot to live up to yeah they, skills, there's right? a high bar yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're trying not to pressure that too much but yeah secretly I'm like yeah, fingers crossed um, but yeah, so we, we were getting married, we we're planning our, planning our wedding, um, and we had our son the same year, all, like, all within a two-year span, um, I graduated, married, baby, and, um, it's insane how much, <laughs> uh, weight that puts on yeah. your decisions to get a job, you know, because, the, and, I since then have really tried to battle this idea of a starving artist mentality, but I very much so subscribe to that as I was coming out of college with like, oh, now I have these student loans. Um, I need to make sure that I get a job that that pays money, right, where mm -hmm. I'm not having to hustle to get gigs where I just have consistent, you know, health care. And it was I was very much so in that um, sort of responsibility brain and um i think that th there's nothing wrong with that inherently but looking back i would say uh i'm not sure i would make that choice again um but i i do think that i learned from it and that it was it was very helpful to develop um my skills to articulate what I think creatively, yeah. Um, especially at BKD. So I actually came out of college, and the first job I got was a really wonderful job at 417 Magazine, and it was very creative and um, 
really, really a fun, just a fun job. Um, but I don't know that it is tailored for, um, a family role. So I think it's more for like straight out of college bachelor, you know, kind of, um, because there's a lot of events and, um, long hours on upload week and things like that where you're working late. And, um, I think if I didn't have a kid, that would have been an awesome job. And so I didn't stay too long there. Um, and I, I came across BKD and it's, it seemed like all of that structure, right? Like, okay, well, if I hate it, I'll, I'll leave and no, no harm, no foul. But I, you know, I, I had, I remember talking with, um, Jess and my husband. I'm like, this is not, I walked into the interview and people were wearing slacks and I, you know, I was wearing high heels and I felt like a cat with boots on and it just did not feel right, you know? Um, but I was like, you know, it just was that societal nagging. I'm like, this is probably the responsible choice. Yeah. So, um, so I took it and I ended up staying there for like four or five years, uh, because you get so comfortable, you know, you start to make, um, exceptions for, um, what your normal is and you, you try to create within the bounds that have been drawn for you. And I think, um, you just kind of wake up day to day and, and do, and do the thing, and then you wake up five years later, and you're like, "What the hell Whoa. happened?" <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. And and I, I I don't mean to say that it was a totally negative experience. I think um, it just was hard to be in to, to be as um, free flowing as I am in character. Mm-hmm. To you know, um, it, you know, I remember. I was wearing a pink shirt and like, well, we, you know, really try to wear understated colors. And I was like, this is not not going to fly. And I think over time, their culture also developed and, um, and changed a bit. And it was much different when I left than when I got there. Um, and you know, it, it was very true that it was limiting and, um, and you really did have to create, a case for how to explain this nebulous idea of creativity um, to folks. It's like a right brain, left brain, like how you approach um, line items. You know, if marketing does have this return on investment, it's just not immediate, you know? And so trying to explain the emotions behind branding and the, um, the art behind it right yeah and so i think that i got really scrappy when i was there um with with trying to um figure out what mattered to me you know and and why i was even pushing for certain things or um you know and ultimately i think i just got to the point that it was like you know uh it's time i've I've put in my due diligence as far as responsibility i I, I did all the things and now, you know, I, I, it was time to, to move on from there and kind of focus on my own personal and, and creative development. I think. So, so do you think like, like you said, you know, you're, you're questioning why you're having arguments or so defensive over different work while you were there, even though you might not have cared as much as you really did. Do you think part of that was kind of what you said, kind of that, that creativity, just trying to get out, trying to, trying to prove hey and just trying to make a statement is that kind of what that was you think if that makes sense yeah it, it i think yeah i think uh, a large portion of it was my own animosity with my life choices you know like why why am i working at an accounting firm <laughs> you know um it just i knew that i wasn't in the right space and i think that i wasn't in a place that i was acknowledging that i think that i was angsty and um grumpy about why nobody understood, you know, um, why art matters. And, and even if it is in the form of marketing, you know, um, that there's an expertise there and it would, it it felt, uh, just stifled constantly, you know? And I think that any person who feels like their, their area of expertise is, is being stifled, it's frustrating, you know? And so I think, um, I think once I got to the point that I recognized that that's what it was, that it was coming from a place of just like, oh, well, I think <laughs> I think I just need to not be in this environment. Yeah. Um, and I think once I released that and kind of released the the I 
the idea that I need to work in a very structured environment to be a responsible parent, you know, that, um, that's not true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it can be, um, but, but there's it, other options as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think once I left there, I think my, like my, my attitude just changed, you know, yeah. like, okay, I feel more myself, not in that box, I guess. Yeah. Probably wear some more comfortable clothes, too. Yeah. Yeah. As I'm wearing, like, a T-shirt and jeans. So, now, correct me if I'm wrong, so it's been about a year or a little over a year since you made that jump to fully independent slash freelance? Yeah. So, so actually, when I left BKD, um, there was a short stint in there where I was trying to, or the intent was to moved to freelance and it didn't work. And I, I think it's because I w- was so used to that structure mm-hmm. that I kind of panicked, you know, like, so, Oh, so did, so did you, so once you kind of f- figured that out at BKD, like, okay, I need to get out of this box. Did, was it like a, an immediate thing? Like, okay, I'm going to put in my two weeks or whatever. Or did you give yourself like a couple months or whatever to kind of get your toes wet and kind of figure out how to get in that freelance opportunity? Or did you just like, Cut it off and then go straight to... <laughs> went went wild. Uh, so I actually had a job opportunity come up and I took it. And it was for a creative director position at a company that was um, moving here to Springfield. And it was a wild ride. There, I had no idea when I took the role. It only lasted for like three months because... They were under investigation for some fraud. And oh, like it was, it was wild. <laughs> and I was just like... Uh, there <laughs> i didn't know you know i was just yeah. like i guess um this is happening i don't know should i am i in trouble yeah, I, yeah, like, I, I don't know um and so that quickly came and went and whenever that ended and so it felt secure enough to leave bkd and it was a really creative position and so it felt like a really natural um transition and then that kind of fell out from under me and then i had this choice to make with okay do i go get a, another full-time job at an agency or, or wherever or do I just go ahead and try to take advantage of this and and do what I want um and I I did for a few months and I was getting jobs and um it was really rewarding and exciting and I felt this like start to thrive um and then I think I just talked myself out of it you know because it was scary yeah, yeah. <laughs> um because you know i i just i don't know i and I, I think that i just wasn't quite there yet um so i i found a um an opportunity with um with departica here and to date i mean it's the most wonderful uh art director job i've, I've ever had or designer job and um, I have nothing but high remarks for, for being there, I think. And I was there for, um, almost three years. And I think it, if I were talking to my high school self, that would be my dream job. Yeah. It was, I was doing photography shoots. I was learning so much from the people I worked with, all really smart, very, um, interesting people. And I was just learning a ton and very excited to go to work every day. I loved it. It was like just the right amount of structure. Um, but full creativity within, within there, Yeah, you know? And so there was, <laughs> there was really no reason to leave. It was wonderful. Um, and then I turned 30 and for some reason I had this like I, I guess that's my midlife crisis. I don't know. Um, I had this existential, like, pondering as I was as I was reaching that milestone, and um, right around the same time, we had some some personal things happening where we were actually foster um, foster parents for for three um, kiddos, and it was really. Uh, just the combination of those two things at the same time really um, caused me to kind of like zoom out of my life and mm-hmm. say like, okay, what, you know. Give some perspective. Yeah, on it really was. It was like, okay, how, what am I doing right now? Am I happy? I'm happy with my job. Um, I'm, I'm happy with my family, you know, but um, 
you know, there were, I think that there were some things that were, um, that I wasn't able to check off of my, like, my life happiness meter, you know? (laughs) Not that I have that written down somewhere, but I think, you know, as you start to assess it, um, there were just some things that I, that I still wanted to do. And I really picked up my, my side hustle then, you know, because I'm like, well, maybe it's just, I need to get out my, my creative bug, you know, yeah, um, yeah, or do something on my own. And so in 2019, um, I, I just, I, my, my husband and I, we always set New Year's resolutions. We're very, we sit down together and we talk about our year and we talk about what we want to do as a couple and then as individuals and, and as a family. And we set, you know, these goals and check in every so often. And I don't think we take it like seriously but i think it's meaningful it's good to get it out you know yeah yeah yeah, and talk about it and then that way we know where each other are at yeah um i I, that year i just was like i want to paint murals (laughs) you know (laughs) i want to um because i have been you know i i have just the way that it is right now is a, a lot of the art that i create is digital because of design and and um just the way that um, it, it, you're able to monetize uh, design and illustration now. A lot of it is is digitally focused, and so I really wanted to kind of use my hands and mm-hmm. and and make a thing. And um, I love painting, and I painted in college and when I was getting my degree. And I'm like, I just you know I, it, that maybe that's the creative bug I need to get out. Yeah. And so I um I. I just put it out into the universe and I just, you know, I had an interview with uh, Julie Joplin magazine down in, um, in Joplin and they asked and I, I just mentioned that that was a goal of mine and someone saw it and asked if I wanted to, to paint for them. And really, and I said yes. And immediately got off the phone and was like shit <laughs> wait what did i just say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, even, I mean I, i'm comfortable with painting but i had never um painted a a large-scale mural and so i just was like all right well i guess uh i guess this is happening and so i i looked around and i called up um someone here to apprentice with essentially to say like okay can i come sit with you and just watch you um in a in a non-creepy way (laughs) and um and i did and she was incredibly kind and gracious and and let me paint with her and um and just learn from her and i think that that was just exactly as much as i needed to kind of get back in the swing of of using my hands to 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 create um and then i immediately felt like oh this is it <laughs> this is what i should be doing yeah. you know and it clicked and um it's so fun to me and so exhilarating and um rewarding and therapeutic it's like it's like all the things that um that I was seeking, I think, um, that I wasn't able to articulate. And I just felt it as I was, um, as I was painting at a large scale. And it was around that time that I knew that I wasn't going to last much longer in an agency setting. I kind of, you know, I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to justify to myself that I'm going to, you know, it felt forced after that. It felt like I wasn't, engaged and I think my work performance started to drop off and I think um I just think I knew you know that I had to figure out how to make that switch and so for that year basically it was kind of like you mentioned like trying to thread together how to make that a reality you know without totally jumping off um because I do have kids and a mortgage and um you know, it was, okay, how, how can I do this responsibly where I, I don't feel like I'm in a place of desperation and so yeah. that I can, I can make it work. And so I spent about a year um, kind of connecting those dots and it was pretty, pretty rough some, some of the days because I was working a lot over the weekends and 
Um, Juggling both and yeah, yeah, with a family and you know, um, but I but it worked and I was tired at the end of that <laughs> year, but I knew that it was temporary and so I kind of just was like, okay, if I want, if this is really what I want to do, and I think it is. Um, then how do I make it work? And that was just, it was kind of like a week by week goal. Like, okay, now, you know, yeah. how, how do I set all of this up? And, and it worked. And so I gave my, I gave it several month notice <laughs> is kind of how it worked yeah. because I, I just wanted to be respectful to them as well and, and give myself time. And, um, and so we just kind of tapered off and, and as 2020 started, um, it was just me. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so to backtrack a little bit to the first time that you jumped ship, um, you said you know you, you did the freelance thing for a couple of months or whatnot. You said it was going well. Then you kind of got cold feet. Um, two two questions to that. So, do you think part of that was just kind of more or less like the shock of getting out of a more structured setting, a more guaranteed paycheck? So you're like you're doing well, but you're like oh, in two months, am I going to have that same amount of work? Do you think it was kind of part of that, kind of that that mind shift almost? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Everyone I talk to now that now that I've, now that (laughs) I have shifted and have, you know, have made it work, people gravitate toward that. And they say, how do you do it? You know, like, what's the secret sauce? Um and <laughs> it's that you act I, I think you have to act and believe from a place of abundance not from a place of fear mm-hmm. and i think that that was the really big difference in my psyche now versus whenever i um tried it that the first time it was really out of a place of fear that i was coming from it was like oh my gosh this weird random work experience that you know, com- yeah. coming out of a place where I felt like a, you know, sort of a square peg in a round hole at BKD, um, and having all of that structure, and then having sort of the cage door open, and then having that weird experience and it being pulled out, it was just a lot of negative energy, and although I felt excited that I started to see jobs come in, it really was like more of a more of a fear of what what if this falls through you know what if yeah and And, yeah in in two months like you said am i going to have the same income is this client going to drop off am i going to be able to get new clients you know um i hadn't put time or effort into developing any kind of plan it was really based off of contacts i already had and um you know it at the time, I think I was just scared that it wasn't going to work out. And so instead of leaning into it, I leaned away from it. I yeah. like, okay, I'll just, uh, I'll just get another job while I figure it out. And I, I just think the big difference is when I, when I committed to myself, when I committed to saying, okay, I know I can do this. It's just a matter of how and what pieces I can put together and what relationships I can lean into and, um, I think that I really had to do some internal work to recognize that I was operating out of fear, you know, yeah. that, that I, I think admitting that was really hard because we're, I'm Irish and we're proud and, <laughs> you know, we don't need no help from anyone. And, um, you know, so I think kind of doing some of that internal work and recognizing, uh, that there's a place for me and there's a place for everyone to do to to do what they want to do and um you know that doesn't mean that everyone is going to you know live a life of uh, that dreams are made of you know i mean there's still reality yeah uh to be had but i think redefining what your reality is and kind of um figuring out how to ebb and flow in and out of you know what you need and what you want and and there is some sweet spot in there for everyone yeah however that looks yeah you know and it was just kind of about getting comfortable with with finding that 
Yeah. And it sounds like finding the other um, form or medium or whatever you want to call it of art also kind of helped with that once you kind of was like, hey, I want to paint this really big thing on the wall, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so so speaking of, of murals and kind of doing that, what what is some of the different work that you've done um, kind of throughout the community and, and what... Um, I know, I know some of them have been with different nonprofits and other things, but kind of what, I guess, what is it like to work on something with these various organizations? That is such a, I mean, when you're paying somebody or whatever to come and paint on your wall, that's a pretty big commitment from the client or customers or whatever you want to call them standpoint. So what is it, what is that kind of also, what is that, these are multiple questions, but <laughs> what is that kind of experience like also knowing, knowing that it's such an impactful piece rather than just, okay, here's here's an illustration that I worked really hard on, but it's maybe it's digital or just a piece of paper. That, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, so it is very different, right? So, um, I, like, I have provided prints or canvases that you can hang on a wall, but you can also remove it yeah. really easily. And I think that people know that, you know, that if they're going to commission or allow a mural to go up in their space, that's a big, yeah. <laughs> a big deal. Um, you know, I think, so, so the, I, I, the first part of that question, I think is, um, it is wild that to feel a sense of trust from people that they're okay with me coming in and using my creativity and just going ham on, in their space. Um, and that is why I love it you know because it's it's such a sense of of um just seeking I think right now people really want to have something creative and exciting and engaging and um mural art is a really wonderful way to do that and I think a lot of the clients or um, organizations that have approached me in the first year or two are that that's what they want is they they'll say okay we have a general idea of something you know for so for example the boys and girls club they really wanted to provide some life in that space because it just you know you have a ton of kids from a ton of different backgrounds yeah. and um for some kids it's their safe space it's their it's where they have friends and adults who care for them and you know and um and and for other kids it's just a place to go and have fun and 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 release some energy and and stress from school and and things like that and you know it didn't look like that inside it looked like you know it's like beige walls and um how can we bring that to life? And that's ultimately like where I find so much power in creativity is how, how can I change someone's experience when they walk in here? Yeah. You know, and I think that that's a really special job to have is, is to brainstorm um, ways that they, you can interact with the art or ways that, um, you know, just messages of self love or encouragement or, um, things that might lift somebody up if they weren't having a good day. Um, you know, that's really special to me. And I think it's even more special to me, um, that people trust me to do that. It's also a lot of pressure, (laughs) um, but in a good way, it's like, you you know, there's always this moment and maybe, uh, maybe this will develop over time, but where I, where I pitch the concept and I'm kind of like wading through the crickets, you know, yeah. like, and you like it, <laughs> you know, because when it's you creating it, you're, yeah. is it just me? Am, am I the only one who thinks this is cool? You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, um, it's great. It's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to make a comparison of almost like a, uh, a tattoo artist in a way, you mm-hmm. know, with you, get an artist or on they're, they're trusting you to put something on their skin forever it's i don't know i made that analogy in my head that's kind of similar like you said to that big building or big wall or whatever and to make that impact when when somebody walks in where they make a comment about it or smile about it or or whatever so 
Yeah. It's, it's painting at, um, painting on location is so rewarding to me because you get people, so at the Boys and Girls Club, um, these kids are walking by and they're so impressed. You know, you're like the coolest person in the room because you're, you're doing this and how are you doing this and how long have you been doing this and are you an artist and did you go to school for art and how do you, you know, just different techniques and colors that I, that I'm using and they were so excited and interested by it and each day that they would come in they would be so excited at the progress I had made where I felt like I was you know cr- like crawling at a snail's face trying to finish <laughs> some of these installations and they're so excited and it just revives this energy of oh this is why I do this you know or yeah um not that I forget, but every time someone is excited about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah me gives, too. gives you that reassurance as well, too, you know, that, hey, you know, they're they're digging my work or whatever. and Yeah, yeah, and I had I just finished an installation with, um, with Ozark Greenways, and it was out, um, out on a trail, and it was such a beautiful location and experience um and every you know it was like every day I would wake up and I was just like smiling I was so excited I get to go paint outside in beautiful weather like this is my dream you know how I didn't even know that this is what I wanted to do but I'm doing it and it feels so amazing and um I just was had such a sense of gratitude the whole time um that I was painting that mural and every day somebody would ride by or walk by and just be so excited about it like this is so cool that you're doing this or that ozark at greenways is doing this and what a cool message um you know just what a nice surprise whenever you're coming through the trail and and you find this mural installation out in the middle of nowhere you know blessing you expect yeah and um, I had so many people stop and just talk with me for for a, a long time wanting to share their stories and how art affects their lives or what inspires them. And these are conversations I would not have had behind a desk, yeah, you know, yeah. like or meeting these people. And um, it just invites so much more human connection. And I think that that's really why art matters, you yeah. know, even if you're not there as the artist, you know, whenever people experience it, it opens up that line of communication emotionally or, um, you know, lifts their mood and, and connects with them in that way, even if it's, you know, indirectly. Yeah. And so, and to that point, I've actually, I've seen a lot of, uh, on my Instagram feed and whatnot, a lot of people take selfies with, with the, um, the mural on the, on that trail too. So it's kind of cool knowing that, see it pop up on your Instagram that you finished and like, Oh yeah, I know who did that. So it's, it's, it's cool yeah. seeing people kind of repost that and, um, sharing that message. So you kind of answered the question that I was going to ask, um, about, you know, how, um, how art and especially things like murals and whatnot can have an impact on a community. And it sounds like that kind of the creations and the conversations that, that come along with all that with people seeing the different art, that's kind of what kind of keeps inspiring you to continue. And, and that that's what makes it so important and kind of for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, def, I mean, that that's absolutely a component for me to, to connect um, with, with other folks. And I think that, you know, even more so growing up um, as as poor as we did, I didn't really, you know, my my experience of art was cartoons, you know, that yeah. I saw on, <laughs> um, we didn't have cable, so it was kind of just whatever, whatever was on. Um, and I remember getting to a college atmosphere and sort of, felt this level of pretentiousness kind of like waft over me from some people you know that yeah. are like um came from much different backgrounds than I did um and so I started to see a different side of what art 
can or, or is, uh, can be or, or could be or is or whatever. And um, I, I just remember thinking pretty early on in my art training that I, I wasn't sure that I wanted to um, align with the side of art that is like in galleries and worth, you know, you know, like the $125,000 banana, you know, (laughs) or whatever. Um, I just remember always, and I I still feel this way. I I think art, I, I think that there are different forms of art, but for me, what matters the most is that, um, it's able to be experienced by everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, and that you aren't, contributing to class divides by putting walls around your art you know i think that that's where public art and mural art and street art really resonates with me is that um you're you're removing the walls and the boundaries and the the cost to get into a gallery and you're allowing everyone from every walk of life um to to see and experience it and apply their their own interpretation of it now i you know whether they like it or not is yeah you know that's a totally different conversation but just the ability and the accessibility to 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 experience it i think is really powerful and impactful and you know in that way i i think i've just always wanted to contribute to that in some way and i i didn't know that it would be what, what i'm doing now um and I think that that's kind of, you know, going back to sitting behind a desk at an accounting firm, you know, it, I wasn't scratching that itch, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and I think that's really um, what was kind of brought out of me whenever I apprenticed and started painting again was, oh, yeah, this is it. <laughs> this is what I <laughs> So, so, and that, I think that's a good segue into kind of that, what what your vision of your passion of your art and what you kind of want to um, share with other people I think that's a good segue into an event that um, should have happened this year <laughs> for obvious reasons it did not but let's talk about that a little bit yeah so um, so it's almost been two years but last year officially I established um, mid by Midwest which is um, an arts and cult, an arts and culture initiative. So it's actually an organization, um, but the the first goal, the first initiative for it is to um, to plan a mural festival here in, in Springfield, and it's a huge yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a huge <laughs> undertaking um, because we we haven't done something like that before here, or at least to the scale that. Um, that I would like. Yeah. And so, um, it was a lot of, um, sort of behind the scenes work to get it approved and and going. Um, and so I was really excited for 2020 to get here and, and roll it out. And, um, then COVID came and (laughs) ruined everything. It did. So, so we did have to push it, but I, I actually think it's, um, in some ways, great um great that we that we did have to push it because i think it allowed for a little bit more um time to to really define the why um, behind what what um what we're doing and i think you know and to i think that i've i've mentioned it but really it's about providing a sense of that art culture that is accessible to community, you mm-hmm. know? So I think at least here in Springfield, there have been a lot of, um, pushes and initiatives for placemaking here in Springfield and, um, that quality of place and sense of place. And, uh, there with the forward SGF initiative, you know, we're talking a lot about what makes Springfield unique or, or, you know, Jeff Houghton says, well, why not here? Or, you know, that, yeah, that, yeah. that mentality. And I, and I absolutely agree with that. I think, um, you know, geographical location only means so much, you yeah. know, it's really about the people and the community and, um, that what they're willing to do, the work that they're willing to do to make things connect and work and, and operate. And, 
for me, you know, when I, when I came down here to Springfield, uh, 15 or however many years ago, um, I, I didn't get that sense from Springfield that there was a strong art community here. You know, I just didn't feel it. Um, some of that was that I didn't know where to look and some of that was that it wasn't here and it wasn't as robust as, as it is now. And, um, so I think it was a combination of things, but as I was coming out of my shell, um, you know, as, as a late bloomer, um, I, I was really involved in Springfield creatives for, um, for quite a while. And I think that that kind of helped connect me to other aspects of the community as well. Um, and I think that the arts council does a really wonderful job at, um, keeping a pulse with that, with the art community here. Um, I think for me, it, it felt like I, I still didn't feel like there was a representation for how I identified as an artist with weird Mm -hmm. art and, and more urban street art and a little less, um, you know, framed in a, in, um, a gallery art. I really wanted to see the culture around it develop. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when you talk about inclusivity and, um, and diversity and representation, I think you have to, acknowledge the audience yeah of the art too, yeah you know yeah um and so if 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 the majority of people coming into a gallery um don't fit the bill of the diversity that you're wanting to to reach then something's got to change yeah you know? and so for me that that equation amounts to public art and yeah. and i think when you look at sculpture walk it has been really successful amongst the you know community opinion of it and i think people i think that shows that people are really hungry to 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 gobble this stuff up you know to to go out and experience and 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 discover something new or discover it in new ways and see it in different locations and um there's there's a magic to that and there's a magic for kids there's a magic for adults there's a magic for um college students and and grown adults that have been here for years that are seeing buildings transformed in different ways and um i think that it just revives a different sense of excitement and pride and and engagement in your town and that's what placemaking is to me you know i mean that's really what what makes it exciting to travel you know i love going to to Dallas because they have a, a ton of art or, you know, Chicago, it's, it's every, all these cities that you say, okay, how, what can we learn from them? Yeah. Um, the majority of them have a really strong art community. Yeah. You know, however that it's either theater or it, which Springfield does have a really good theater community, um, or it's visual arts or, you know, culinary arts, like each city kind of develops this, this niche, um, and I think that Springfield has a lot of those qualities here. Um, it's just a matter of continuing to, to develop that. And that's what I wanted Mid by Midwest to be. And, and why I think it's more than just bringing public art here. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's really, for me, it's about the culture and about sort of building the framework for talent retention or talent acquisition, you know, when you're talking, even beyond artistry, you know, when you're trying to recruit, um, you know, we have a big entrepreneurial ecosystem here. Um, but when you're trying to recruit people to come to Springfield, they, they don't know who we are, yeah, you know, yeah. or they get here and it, it takes time to experience all that Springfield has to offer. You know, it's not something that you can get in a semester or, um, you know, a couple weeks of training or, or whatever. And so a lot of times we'll get people that come here and then and then leave. Um, if you want to, you know, at least in, in my mind, if you want to really keep people here, 
then you have to give them a reason to, to, to want to stay, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I think that the low-hanging fruit there um, is is how they experience it aesthetically. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, with Ozark Greenways, we have all these trails um, and, and really beautiful scenery. But if you don't get out of the city much, then you're not going to experience that. Yeah. Um, and so how can we start to wrap in some character and authenticity and originality in the city? And I think that, um, for me, public art makes sense. And, um, I, you know, I think that we have a ton of local talent. We have a lot of regional talent. And then of course we have a lot of national talent that we can bring in. And I think, a a hybrid of those things can really transform our space and so that's the goal with the with the festival it's kind of pulling and that's i was thinking an uh, interesting thing that you kind of brought up with like the greenways for example you know you might not experience th- that trail if you're not actually actively doing that but if they know there's a piece of art out in that trail or at this part of the city or whatnot and they see it on social media of course or their friends are not then that gets them out to want to go see that in, in person. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of, in theory, kind of all feed from from that kind of the culture, just from a, a single piece of work. Yeah. It's like opportunism um, is one, one way to experience art um, if you stumble upon it. <clears throat> yeah. And that's, that's its own special experience, you know. But then, yeah, it also creates... Um, and really boosts the the need and want for tourism yeah. and for and, and even local tourism, you know, yeah. um, to get people out of their house and um, out of their apartments and yeah, just to see something and and to experience it. I think it's it's really special, and I I think Springfield deserves that, and yeah. I think um, we're we're certainly cool enough for it. I know enough cool people here <laughs> that that I would define Springfield as as a cool place to live. I just think it's not quite there um, on the surface level. You know, yeah. you really have to dive in and meet people to love this place. I think it's not it's not quite there yet when you first arrive. Yeah, you know, there's no red carpet that rolls out. Um, you know, there's not that that sense of um, try not to get in trouble here, but you know, there's not that sense of coolness when you when you roll in from the airport. You know, there there's a lot of work that we have to do still, and um, I I think that this is a really feasible, really um, magical way to do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I look forward to it in 2021, of course. Um, so you've always had a pretty what I think at least pretty interesting story of kind of how you got to where you are experiencing different things throughout your life to kind of get to where you are and find that, that happiness. So what would you, what advice could you give to somebody? Um, and to somebody that's, you know, it's not necessarily that they're trying to find the freelance mural work like you are, but maybe they want to do art, but still in that structure. But I guess more or less, what suggestions do you have them kind of leading down the art road and then, trusting i guess what what their gut is telling them that that fulfillment that they're looking for yeah (laughs) (laughs) that one that one yeah um you know i i think really for me uh it's about leaning into your intuition and that means something different for, for everyone, you know? So I think in, in this category of advice, uh, people, people want that magic sauce. They want to say, you know, they want some specific instruction on, on, on how to make the jump or how to trust themselves. And I think you've, you've got to, you know, my mom always says, uh, when in doubt, look within, you know? And I think that that's, such a mom thing to say, uh, but it's true. And I think once you, once you do the internal work or allow yourself to, when, you know, for me, it was discovering how scared I was to, to fail, you know, to, to not make what, and whatever that means, does it mean that I have to make a certain amount every month or every year, you know, or, and so does it mean people won't like my work or, or whatever? And, so I think like 
kind of peeling back the curtain on the scary closet, you know, and, and trying to figure out what your apprehension is. What's holding you back from doing what you want to do? Is it because you don't know what you want to do? Then make a dream chart, you know, yeah. like actually just physically write down what do I, what do I want to be doing and why am I not doing it? What's holding me back? Is it money? Is it time? Is it, you know, whatever. And then write an alternate to whatever those yeah holdbacks are. You know, you can rewrite your story. I think you absolutely can. Um, and it doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are or somebody tells you that you don't have enough experience or you have too much experience or whatever. Just stop, stop letting everybody else tell you how to live your own life, you know. Um, trust yourself and do do the internal work. Figure out where you're at, where you want to be, and how to how to connect that bridge. That's all, no, that makes perfect sense. Look within. So where where can people find you online to see uh, what kind of work you're up to? Um, if they want to learn more about Mid by Midwest, those those kinds of things. Yeah, so uh, I'm on Instagram. I'm at, um, Meg Waggler Illustration. And I, MegWaggler.com is, you know, heading into the holiday season. Uh, you can hit me up on there. Um, and then if you want to check into Mid by Midwest, uh, we are still definitely in infancy, but um, building all the time. You can check that out at MidbyMidwest.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, coming on and kind of sharing your story and some insights, uh, not only into kind of your personal journey, but also kind of what art means to you and what, what it should mean to community. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening. And hey, if you've made it this far and like what you've heard, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about Life in Motion. Until next time.